With the pandemic that came upon us, the rise of video conferencing tools like Microsoft Teams and Zoom has led to more aspects of the sales conversation to occur virtually. And what began as a crisis reaction has evolved into the new normal. But how normal is the new normal? We're talking about how the strong shift from in-person to virtual selling has transformed B2B sales experience. Virtual sales enablement, new organizations, KPIs, everything is evolving. In the Virtual Selling Podcast, we address these issues in depth twice a week with the experts and leaders of these transformations, heads of sales, sales ops, and sales enablement of the most innovative companies in the field. This podcast is sponsored by SalesDeck.io, the new SaaS platform to make your customer meetings more engaging and better prepared. Find out how you can shorten sales cycles, convert more leads, and increase customer engagement. Virtual Selling is here to stay, and so is SalesDeck.io. Hi, everybody. I'm very happy to be with Brad Adams, who is Senior Master Sales Trainer and VP Consulting at Sales Gravy. Sales Gravy is the organization uh, with Jeff Long that created the first book and knows the Bible of virtual selling that you can see on the right of Brad Adams for the ones that are having the video. And your passion is really to teach people. Uh, hi, Brad. I'm very happy to be with you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Can you tell us a little bit about Sales Gravy and what you do there? Sure. Uh, sales Gravy is a sales training company that uh, works with companies all over the world. Um, we teach primarily from, as you can see in, in my background, um, all of these books, these wonderful books that Jeb Blunt has written. And um, a big smash for us recently, of course, has been the virtual selling that you speak about because of you know just the global environments that we're in. So. Uh, we provide companies with sales training. We provide companies with sales coaching, consulting, and licensing programs for all of the programs we teach. Great. Uh, and we will discuss about virtual training and what are the benefits of uh, virtual training, the advantage and disadvantage. Uh, so let's go first on this topic. You were the first to make a book on the subject. So what are the advantage uh, of virtual training? Uh, and the, all the benefits that we can see now since three years. Virtual selling, not training, sorry. No, no, that's <laughs> fine, that's fine. So the advantages of virtual selling are, are, are vast, actually. Um, when the pandemic hit in March of 2020, um, salespeople that either went to the office every day or were out in the field, um, they had to figure out a way to still talk to people and still sell their products or services. And uh, being excellent in a virtual environment is just absolutely paramount to your success as a sales representative. Um, the, the advantage of the training is we teach you step-by-step -step processes and frameworks and, and best practices so that you can become excellent in those environments so that you can connect with people almost as if you were in person and, uh, and you can become their trusted advisor for all things that your company provides. And so that's for the advantage and also the way you, 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 you teach your training on this topic. And what is the disadvantage of virtual selling? So the way we teach the training is, um, is in small chunks of time, usually once every week. So, um, I'm in one of our studios today. Uh, we got very, very fortunate back in 2019, Jeb invested a, a lot of revenue and a lot of money into building out. I believe we have six or seven now world-class studios where we've hired people from the film production industries, uh, technical people, videographers, editors, 
so that we can provide a legendary experience. So we, this is one of my studios. This is a self-directed studio and we deliver training from these type studios. And, and the advantage of the virtual selling program is that, um, salespeople are able to, to get in front of their customers in virtual environments and know all the nuances from their technical setups, um, how to connect human to human and, uh, how to give those virtual presentations while still keeping people engaged so that you can both either remain their trusted advisor or become their trusted advisor. From what I see of the studio that you, you, the, the books are very present. So that makes, uh, uh, credibility for sales gravy. And you also have a TV screen. That means that during, uh, uh, video meeting, you, you, you share some stuff on the TV. So I have the ability to do things like this, where I can, I can bounce around to the slides. I would have my slide deck projected right here. Um, and so we deliver the, the training in such a way that, um, that we still engage with the people we have breakout sessions. Um, and, and there's four things that as a salesperson, you have to be aware of from a technical setup standpoint. Uh, the first thing is your video. The problem with, with just, just a laptop is that the video camera is, it's okay at best. And, um, so we recommend going out and getting a webcam of some sort They're They're not terribly expensive, but the quality of that picture is such a, a massive improvement over, over just what comes with your laptop. The second tele technical element is the audio. Uh, as you can see, I've got a microphone here, but, uh, you can either get a stationary microphone or, you know, just, just call in using your phone. The microphone on your phone, if you call into the meeting maker, is a lot better than the microphone on your laptop. And the worst thing that could happen is if you had some sort of a garbly, gooky, you know, audio, because that audio, and I don't know if people are just listening to this, but I was, I was tapping on my microphone, creating a bad experience. Um, so you don't want to, you, you want the people to hear the words that you're saying um, as you're articulating those words um, so that they can feel comfortable. There is a... Um, inside your brain, there's, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but there's a thing called the amygdala and the amygdala is looking for the patterns that, that are, are you're in your surroundings. And when that pattern is disrupted, it immediately grabs your attention. Um, and this is our old cave person brain. And the reason for this, if, it, if, if, if our, our brain detects a threat off to the side, we immediately look at it to see if it's going to kill us or not. And so the fast forward to today, the problem with virtual environments is, is your participants amygdalas are feeling like this isn't right. Something's not right. This isn't normal. And, and, and it puts a lot of stress on the brain trying to figure that out instead of the person just listening and, and watching and learning and, and, and answering questions that you're asking of them. So getting back to why the technical setups are so important, it's because we don't want to trigger the, the participants, you know, cave person brain into thinking that something's not wrong or something's not, something is wrong. And if they think that something's wrong, they're going to have a hard time listening to all the value that your products and services bring to the table. So, um, uh, so you've got to have the audio, you've got to have the video, you've got to be properly framed. Um, for me, you can see I'm standing and, uh, I want to be able to deliver the body language. I want to be able to I want them to, to see me as if I was in person and to feel as comfortable as they can. And then lastly, you've got the backdrop. Now I'm in a studio, 
we have a very busy backdrop, but it's clearly on brand for us. Um, I always recommend that everybody looks at their backdrop behind them and, you know, they close the doors, they, they, they clean and tidy their backdrop behind them so that the, the feeling is, is a good feeling. And if you do use a, um, a, a backdrop of some sort, a virtual backdrop, just realize that your hands and arms are going to disappear if you move around too quickly. And the final thing is lighting. So the ideal lighting situation is to put a ring light right in front of you. That's the, you know, behind the camera so that it casts a nice, even light. Now I have studio lights. That's not what everybody should have to do, of course. Um, and we want to be, pay attention to windows. If we had a window right behind us, that window would, would, would cast light over us and make us look like a shadow. Or if we had to the left or the right, again, these are all things that might trigger your prospect or clients amygdala to, to think that something's wrong. So those four technical aspects of a good virtual call, a good video call are really, really important. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not in my normal setting because my family is at home. So I can't be in the, the office that I use and I don't have the good background, but you, you're talking about, the uh, ring lights and those one are reflecting into my glass. So I was not able to have those type of lights. Uh, because uh, you can just see the ring in the middle, middle of the glass, which is not very nice either. <laughs> no, no, but I've seen you in your, in your studio and, and, and you do have a great setup. Thank you. Um, and what are the common mistakes that, uh, you have, that you see when sales team are working in a virtual environment, you talked, you talked about bad call setups and not adaptation to, to the tech, but what are the other mistakes that you can see? So some of the other, the other things that we, that we need to do well are, are around the human elements of giving these conversations. And so some of the mistakes I see people make is is number one, they, they won't go on video in the first place. So when I invite somebody to a meeting, we use zoom, there's tons of good platforms. I just send them the link. I don't send them all the call in numbers and all the, the SIC codes and the tap taps. I just strip out the link and send them the link. And the reason I do that is I want to give them one way to get on the call. Now they can choose to be on camera or off of camera. Secondly, you always want to be on camera. If you're the person selling or presenting. You always want to be on camera. They have a much easier time connecting with you emotionally. Now, I don't, for those of, of you that are seeing this in the video format, I'm, I'm pushed a button, fade to black. So this is the experience they have when it's on a call. They're just hearing words and it's not as good. And when they can connect with you um, in a live situation like this, um, they're gonna have a much easier time, you know, creating that rapport and that relationship with you. So even if your prospect or client is not on camera, you should always be on camera. So that's one of the mistakes. Another mistake people make is just their wardrobe. Now I'm just on a call with you for the podcast, but I always put on my blazer or my suit coat and I dress as if I was going to be in person with a client. And when I do that, I think it shows a level of professionalism. So you always want to dress professionally. Next, you want to engage with everybody. Even if people are just dialed in or not on camera, you want to talk to everybody that's on the call. As a sales rep, we all know sometimes we have two, three, five people that we're talking to, and there's always one person that is more of the decision maker that's kind of driving the conversation, but you want to make sure that you connect with everybody on the call, ask everybody their opinion, ask everybody an open-ended question so that we can, so we can understand collaboratively what the entire group 
feels. That's another mistake that people make is if one person's on camera, they'll just talk to that person or they won't engage the whole stakeholder group. And then, um, another thing too, is, is just the, um, is the eye contact. So, um, when you have this big screen with everybody on there, it's really easy to start looking at the corners as the people are talking. But the problem is, is when you're not looking at the camera, it doesn't feel like you're looking at them. And so you have to be worried about where your eyes are looking. You have to be focusing on, it's the eye contact paradox is like, where are you looking and your eyes are going all around and, um, and, and making sure that even though the person's talking over there, that you're focused on the camera so that they can feel like that you're truly listening to the, you know, to the answer that they're giving you for the questions. That is very difficult to do, by the way, <laughs> because, uh, uh, you want to see the person, you want to keep contact with them, but because the camera is not at the right, the same place and the image of your, uh, guest, it's very difficult to do so. Yes, it really is. Um, and it, it just like anything that you do that requires some level of excellence. If you play a sport, if you play a musical instrument, if you, if you do something artistic, um, all of those things require a ton of practice. And, um, as a salesperson, you need to be, uh, you know, practicing, practicing, practicing. So whether you get somebody on your team or, or if you just want to do it with somebody, a family, but just practice, practice, practice that, that preparation that you do for every call is really important because you don't feel as comfortable either in these environments. I've trained 10, 12,000 salespeople over the past couple of years in a virtual environment. And, and every time I start with a new client, there's a little bit of anxiety, um, just because you're, you're, you, you know, you want to make sure that they get a great experience and you have to prepare, you have to understand what you're going to say, when you're going to say it, what you're going to ask, who you're going to ask research the stakeholders before they come on, you know, all the things that you would normally do, whether if you're in person or on a phone call, um, it's magnified when you're in a virtual environment because you have to be almost perfect. And if you can be almost perfect, they're going to be relaxed. They're going to feel at ease and they're going to, you know, listen to what you have to say. They're going to engage in your questions. And, uh, there's a really good chance that you're going to keep moving the process forward and then ultimately get the sale or get the renewal. And you was discussing before about uh, stay, standing during a, a virtual uh, meeting, uh, but you don't do that when you are in an in-person meeting. You you normally sit with your uh, buyer uh, at the same table and maybe sometimes taking notes. Why, at a virtual setting, you recommend to 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 stand to stand? That's a great question. Um, I, I well, first of all, I I have a. Um, I have a little stand right here that, um, that I'll put my notepad. Of course, there's also some great meeting maker things that support your meeting maker where you can take notes too, but I will typically write notes and I'll let them know so that when they know that, that my eyes are being diverted, I would say, Hey, Gabriel, um, that's really important. I'm going to write that down. So I just, I want you to know that I'm, I'm writing my notes over here. So you don't think I'm, you know, playing on my phone or something. Um, so I always let people know that I'm taking notes, but back to the quest question. Um, I, I think when you stand, you have just a, an increased level of energy and energy matters because when you're enthusiastic about what you do for a living, when you're enthusiastic about the company you represent, it's going to come through even on a camera. And so I want to, I want to project my, 
my, my best self. I want to be confident and excited about what I'm talking about. And then also the, the body language, um, 70% of communication is nonverbal. In fact, I, I, if I have time to tell a quick story. Sure. Great. So I went to Italy with my family and we were on the, on the, um, you know, on the Amalfi coast down in Southern Italy. And, uh, we were all eating at, at a table and there right next to us, there was a group of people that were from Ravella and only one person at that table spoke Italian. And so, um, now we were, everybody was drinking a little bit of limoncello. So, so, you know, we were, we were feeling good. Um, but I went and sat down with that, with, with that group of Italians and had a conversation with them for two hours. Yet I spoke no Italian. They spoke no English. And, you know, there's a lot of hand motions and we didn't really understand a lot of what was being said, but yet we were still able to communicate because of body language. So body language, the reason that, that salespeople always say, I feel better when I'm in person, it's because you have body language and you can read their body language. That's why you feel better in person. So when you're standing, you have the ability to at least do from the waist up, you know, you have that ability to communicate with your face and with your smile and with your hands. Um, and so it's just easier than when you're sitting down, it's, you just don't have quite that, that ability to do that. So again, it's all about reaching into the camera and connecting with that human being so that you really have an opportunity for them to like you, uh, understand you, you can listen to them and ultimately you want them to trust you. It's much easier to do when you're standing, you have that enthusiasm and they can read your body language. Uh, still staking out the techniques. Uh... I, I see that you have a, a solution to, to, to show slides and to increase them. Uh, uh, this is all the, the technical tools like OBS, I believe, live streams, those kind of tools. Yes. Yes. So there's, there, there's a right way to build a, a presentation deck. There's a right way to build, to, to do that presentation. And, um, the first thing that I think about is, is a person's attention span in a virtual environment. It's a lot lower. Um, if you used to go into person and have two hour meetings with your clients where you were presenting, you know, this is what we did last year. This is why you should buy these things. Um, it, 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 you know, you can do that in person In a virtual meeting, you don't have two hours and it's really difficult to do one hour. So my recommendation is to take your presentations and make them smaller, make them easier, you know, put fewer points and bullets. And, uh, and the other thing is, is when you're in person, you know, you've, you, you're, you're clicking to the, to the screen, but then you're looking at people and talking to them about what you're, what you're showing on the screen. And so you need to emulate that and, and every environment allows you to do that. So I'm going to show you, of course, I don't have a slide here. I've just got a sales gravy thing, but if I was going to deliver this slide, I might say, hi, Gabriel, um, I'm Brad with sales gravy, and this is what we do. And this is why you should buy from us. You know, so I would deliver the slide where you can still see me, and then I'm going to come off the slide and then I'm going to engage everybody with questions. So Gabriel, what were your thoughts about that? Nancy, how do you think that this might help your team? Um, Jennifer, you mentioned that your business development team is struggling. What, what are some of the things that you took away from that slide and then just get them talking again. And then when you're ready to move to the new slide, just move to the new slide, engage again, <clears throat> and then come back and just rinse and repeat. Just constantly toggle on and off of those slides so that you can really, really, um, you know, emulate what, what it would feel like as if you were doing in a, in a, in a live meeting. 
Uh, so you do that with this um, streaming uh, software, but why not using just uh, share documents of the of Teams or Google Meets or, or Zoom? So I have a setup that most people aren't going to have, and and so I'm just using my tools. But absolutely, you have the ability uh, if you're using Teams, Zoom, or any other um, you know virtual platform you will be able to just share the document and then unshare and then share the document and then unshare and, and, and just, you know, constantly toggle back and forth so that you can keep everybody engaged as you're going through the presentation. Great. Uh, we are at the end of the, of this podcast and, and this recording, uh, can Wait. you share with us, uh, contact info for people to join you or to join Seth Ravi and to get some training with you? Sure. My, my email is brad at salesgravy and um, salesgravy.com is our, is our website. But, um, but Gabriel, you were showing me your tool the other day. Um, how, how, does, how does your solution help people when it comes, how does Sales Deck help them when they're, when they're delivering those virtual presentations? That's a good question too. Thanks a lot. Um, we are working to, towards what you showed, that, uh, meaning that we are working on a solution that helps people using sales deck directly in the background. So using ODS and those kind of software. So with a bigger, uh, title and font on sales deck release for you to, to be able to do what you do with your virtual studio to do the same, uh, on a smaller setting, uh, really using sales deck and the software like OBS or Streamlab or whatsoever. And what we really want to do is to create a tool that will help sales team to deploy their sales methodology in a virtual selling environment, meaning modelizing, uh, the playbook and we modelize it through the deck, uh, training, uh, and we could partner on this topic to, to train, uh, sales team, uh, uh, during virtual selling, uh, with the right settings and with the right tools like sales deck and adding the, the right, uh, uh, playbooks that they, they follow during their meeting and during customer meeting using sales deck because, uh, customer meeting used using sales deck are better prepared, more engaging and better documented. And that is the question I ask you also about the notes. Uh, you need to take notes and it's more difficult when you are standing up, uh, than when you are set, sit, uh, on your computer, but maybe you can have also two uh, salesperson working together. And one taking note and the other one being able to, 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 to stay. And we want also to use the solution to do sales meeting in a virtual environment because sales meetings are most of the time the, the most boring uh, meeting of the week. Uh, and with sales deck and with the, uh, deals that are better documented with a, a real recap of every meeting, you can work together as a sales team to complete your meetings, to complete your play, playbook, to add some new objection, to adapt it, to compare each team because the same question are uh, asked during each meeting and so on. So we, we really work on the implementation of the sales methodology in a virtual selling environment. Excellent. So, do, you, do you have some feedback about this vision? Yeah, I, I think it's wonderful. I, I think, you know, again, so what your tool does is it essentially it connects, it, it streamlines, it makes it more easy and pleasurable for the client. 
to, to observe what they're seeing. And if you, if you can connect with them on an emotional basis where they're not worried, if you eliminate the safety bias, uh, the safety bias is human beings are naturally risk adverse. And if you can eliminate or minimize the safety bias when they're engaging in a virtual meeting, then they're going to move forward with you at higher rate. So your tool lubricates the virtual process and allows them to feel better, the customers to feel better about what the salesperson is showing them. And uh, what you showed me the other day in the demo, um, I, I, I love the tool and I can see how it's going to be very, very helpful to, uh, to sales teams. Uh, we just need, you know, get, need to get it out to them, right? Yeah, yeah, we will. Thanks a lot. This episode of the Investor of Selling Podcast is over. Thanks for sticking around. Join us twice a week for a new episode with new stories and challenge of giants in the field. If you enjoyed today's episode, we are always listening for your feedback. Share your show and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any episode. This episode was brought to you by SalesDeck.io, the virtual selling platform that increases your sales team efficiency and sales readiness, enable remote management, and advanced sales operational excellence. Book your SalesDeck.io demo today to discover how you can close more deals with engaging and better prep customer meetings. Thanks a lot, Brad. It was a pleasure.